0: Is it going?
1: Yes, it is going. What a Ooh.
0: podcast. It's me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, my name is Olivia Nimi. I am the host for our podcast 1 in 1800, and I'm here with Emma Vu, a junior. <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> it's me, Emma Vu. <laughs> yeah, so um, let's just get started. Okay. One in, 1 in 1800. 1 in 1800. I am 1 in 1800. 1 in 1800.
0: 1 in 1800. I am 1
1: in 1800. Let's see. What do you think was the most important thing in the world when you were in elementary school? Like, what was your god?
0: Right, so like in elementary school, I feel like one big thing was just like playing with friends, like always looking forward to recess. Well, like, I feel like every day just felt like all day felt like recess. Yeah. Like you're always playing and like doing whatever. It didn't feel like hard.
1: Yeah, so basically you lived for recess. Yeah. That makes of sense. That's <laughs> kind of basically everyone yeah. in elementary school. And what do you think the memory that sticks out to you the most is between like kindergarten and second grade?
0: Um, kindergarten and second grade, I think a lot of it is just like making new friends and like being excited to learn like you're so excited and um you're doing so many new things every day you learn something new and i remember like always coming home to my parents and being super excited to like tell them what i learned that day
1: yeah is there any funny embarrassing thing that you remember that you did in elementary school that you wish you could take back now
0: Hmm, i'm trying to think okay so in elementary school i was really into spelling like i was always grinding for those spelling tests like weekly (laughs) and so i'd go home like how my parents test me. So our school each year had a spelling bee for third through fifth graders. And of course, like I did it. And so in the fourth grade, um studying for the spelling bee, I went like really far through the rounds. I think there was like five or six of us left. And then at the end of it, Um, everyone else in the round got a hard word and then my word was pineapple and I was like oh this is super easy like I'm just gonna spell it and then I forgot the E so it was like pineapple and I was like oh my gosh what (laughs) like I got so far
1: oh my gosh that's crazy you probably wanted to just start all over yeah no I can do better I swear (laughs) if you could go back to your 10 year old self you what advice would you give yourself
0: hmm I mean, I think like one thing is definitely like, like you're gonna make so many different friends and stuff. So like, if you get made fun of for like one little thing or like some other little thing, like don't worry about it because there's so many other friends that you'll make. Like you don't have to worry about only being with, like in the class, like that set number of like 30 people, like you're gonna go out into the world and there's gonna be so many more people to meet.
1: That's so good. And even today, I feel like that's something we should be telling ourselves and mm-hmm. our peers because it always feels like we're in the middle of your entire life. It's in that one minute, right. but in reality, there's a little bit more out there. Yeah, like the world is so big, like you're
0: gonna meet so many people who actually like, maybe like like you and accept you more than who, like people just see at like surface level. Like, I don't know, it's just.
1: <laughs> yeah, so wait yeah. for the people that really connect with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are some things that your teachers told you in like fifth and sixth grade to prepare you for high school that were very not true? true?
0: Yeah. Okay. I think about this question, like, I think especially when I got into middle school and then got into high school, like elementary school teachers, like going into middle school, they're like, middle school teachers aren't going to hold your hand. Like they're not going to like do all this for you. Like you have to figure it out on your own, which is partially true. Like, yeah, they're not holding your hand, but your teachers are there for your success. Like they want to help you and so I think that was just like misleading especially like and an eighth grade teacher saying that again about high school teachers like your teachers really are there to help you so me going in freshman year like I was so scared to talk to my teachers and ask for help because my eighth grade teachers told me like they don't want you to know, like help you and stuff so I don't know if I took that the wrong way but like now I've opened up and talked to my teachers and it helps so much.
1: Do you think that if they were honest about that at the beginning, it would have been easier to go through knowing they were there for you?
0: Yeah, I think that definitely would have helped because it wouldn't have like had a fear in me, especially like I took chemistry as a freshman my like first year, like just in chemistry with all the older kids. And I was super scared to ask questions or ask for help. And I like got a lot of bad grades because I wasn't like asking for help because I thought I got it all figured out. But it's definitely good to ask for help. I improved so much after that.
1: So asking for help basically saved your grades at the Yeah, end. <laughs> literally, yeah. I went from like almost a C to an A. So that is the number one thing. Ask for help, ask your teachers, because apparently it is the best thing that you could do for your grade. Mm-hmm. Um, so looking back at elementary school now, what do you miss the most?
0: Hmm, what do I miss the most? I think I miss the most just like the aspect that like I want to learn to learn. Like, I'm asking my teachers questions because I just want to know. Whereas, like, now it feels like I'm just working for that grade on like the unit test. But, like, it should be more than that. Like, I like more discussion based, like, learning. So then you're actually talking to your friends and you're seeing like what ideas you have versus just learning it to learn it and then forget about it.
1: Yeah. So you kind of like lost the spark of the love to learn. Mm -hmm. And I feel like most kids have that in elementary school and then throughout the way they kind of lose it where do you think you lost that spark
0: right so i think mostly maybe this year i think it also depends on the subject as well like say for classes like this year in tok like i love asking questions and being in this these discussions it really like brings back like oh i want to learn because i want to know more i want to know more but like in math it's like, oh my gosh, like, I'm counting down the minutes until it's over. And it's nothing against, like, teacher or anything. Like, I just am, I'm just learning to learn for the unit.
1: Yeah, it's not what you're into anymore. Mm -hmm. You'd be able to... Right. So, because you're not into math, what do you think you have figured out is your subject area that you really do want to learn.
0: Right, this is like really like weird to me because in elementary school, I was always very into math. Like I was like, oh my gosh, I love math. Like when I grow up, I want to be a math teacher. Like that has changed so much. Getting into high school, I'm like, wow, math is really hard. And like (laughs) there's calculus and derivatives and all this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't like math. And so um, going into it, like, I really do enjoy taking art classes because it gets like lets me use other sides of my brain. So, I think in the future like I want to like have like a minor or like study in art and art history, but I also really enjoy business and marketing, especially like making things look nice, which also connects to art.
1: Yeah. So, you were saying that the learning styles in elementary school are a little different than high school. How could we incorporate some of those styles that are in the elementary into the high school to make the students want to learn and learn in a more fun way.
0: Right, yeah. I think definitely more TOK, like style based learning, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. if we have more discussions and like kind of like Socratic seminars where you're graded on like your talking and um, like the effort you put in to ask questions and just like know more. Whereas like now it just feels like you're teaching like the curriculum just to teach it and like get it over with and you have like standards to meet like that really shouldn't be how it is like i just want to learn because i want to learn this
1: yeah. yeah yeah what would you say the number one thing um the high schools are lacking to be able to do that at the best potential
0: right so i think like because i mean obviously it's really hard to Um, show how a student is doing without testing because like teachers have a curriculum to follow and like what to teach so I don't really know how to change that completely I think like maybe we're just lacking time and the teachers like have to get through this but maybe if you just like take a step back and realize like no like this isn't what we want to learn or this isn't what like is benefiting us the most like just like take some time to just have discussion and ask the students what they want to learn and then learn
1: it that would be so helpful being Mm -hmm. able to bounce ideas with the teacher and not just doing what they expect and already planned because they probably put together those lessons plans five years ago and so things have kind of changed since then right yeah so kind of moving in more personal direction compared to the school I mean you are taking a lot of hard classes you're in a full IB this year or partial yeah yeah so you're on, it's a Friday night and you have to go out to a restaurant. What's your go-to restaurant?
0: Ooh, a go-to restaurant. I love anything sushi. I don't really care if it's just like conveyor belt sushi at Sushi Hana or like sit down nice sushi at Sinju. Like always down to
1: eating sushi for dinner. <laughs> so if you ever want to take Emma out, go to sushi. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. So what are the top three most important pillar type of moments in your life that kind of defined who you are today?
0: Right. So um, I think definitely like in elementary school, like I just think of like stage of high school, like of um, each like school you go through. So elementary school, like getting into the TAG program, the talented and gifted program they had, it just made me feel so cool to like be pulled out of math class and then go like learn with other people about these other like we'd play like math games and like use our brains in like a higher level than just sitting in like the math class and learning like basic edition that I had already known. Um, for middle school, I think like another key moment was, um, I played orchestra, I was in orchestra for all three years and that like actually got me into the arts in the first place. Because it taught me like, oh, school doesn't just have to be like English, math, science, social studies. Like, I can have some fun with it. And it makes me like have a, it feels like I'm having a break in my day while I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. Um, a big thing throughout my life in general has also been swimming. I've swam since I was in third grade. Like, I have been mean, competitively swimming. And in high school, like... I was swimming club, which is very intense, like, over 20 hours a week. And I was swimming before school, after school, and, like, working out. And it was just a lot. And I realized, like, well, like, I don't want this for the rest of my high school. Like, I wasn't able to go to football games. I wasn't able to go out to, like, events with my friends. Mm-hmm. So, like, leaving that, it was, like, a big thing for me. Like, I still swim for the high school. But leaving, like, a club team that was so rigorous, it definitely, like, showed me, um wow, I have so much time now, like, I can do other (laughs) things. But also, like, I didn't need, like, a sport to, like, define who I was. And, like, I can seek accomplishments in other ways than just through swimming.
1: What was the hardest thing that you had to figure out once you did quit club? Right. And pushing that away and kind of having so much more free time.
0: Right, yeah. So the reason I quit club was actually, yeah, because it was so time-consuming. So once I pushed it away, I was, like, I wish I have so much time now and I also felt like I had to go out and like make new friends because when I was swimming that whole time like everyone else is like making friends and like getting closer with their friends and I felt like my only friends were my swim friends So I had to go out like make new friends like oh my gosh like let's go hang out like let's go like meet new people like I was always wanting to go and see like what other people were up to.
1: Do you think that's um, something you keep doing now or you kind of lost it after a while? Um, I definitely, like, still like meeting
0: new people. I always, like, want to try new things, especially, like, meeting people from um, around Oregon, which I've been able to do through, like, high school swimming, like, just talking to swimmers from other teams and, like, at districts and state meets, like, that's, like, a big thing for me because everyone has, like, something to share with you. You just got to, like, ask them. Yeah. Yeah. So what got you
1: into swimming to begin with?
0: Um, my mom put me in swim lessons as a kid. She put my brother and I swim lessons because her and my dad don't know how to swim that well. And then after that, like, one day she tricked me and was like, I'm going to take you out. But then, just <laughs> kidding, she took me out to try out for the club team. So that's how I got into it. And I remember her telling me, like, oh, my gosh, you're going to be so close with these people. Like, you'll even invite them to your birthday party one day. And I was like, no, like. I don't think so. But yeah, I really did meet my closest friends through swimming.
1: So a little bit of betrayal with your parents there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So what pushed you to keep going with swimming and not quit when you were still working into it and figuring it out?
0: Right. So um, I think one of the things, especially like in swimming, because it's an individual sport, like you always want to chase down like those time standards, like go to the next meet and you want to keep up with your friends and you have like your friends to motivate you. Like, yes, it is a team like, aspect, but you are racing them, like, you want to win, and that's, like, a drive that I carry on throughout, like, other aspects of my life, too, like, school, like, I'm always, like, trying to compete and see, like, how much better I can do against myself.
1: Yeah, Yeah. do you think that has helped you in other parts of your life, just, not just swimming? Right, like,
0: I want to, um, it also has taught me, like, time management, like, I'm, like, okay, I have to go to practice from this time to this time, like that means from this time to this time, like I need to sit down and do my homework. Whereas when I don't have swimming, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have all this time, I can do the nap, like I can hang out with my friends, like, which is nice. But then I realize like my like priority for school is not as high up there as when I am swimming.
1: Yeah. So you were the varsity swim captain this year. Congrats. <laughs> Thank you. How do you think your experience with um, swimming changed now that you became the captain?
0: Right. So as captain, I definitely felt felt like I bonded with the team more, especially because there was this disconnect between varsity swimmers and junior varsity swimmers. So I wanted to bridge that gap and make it like more of a team camaraderie feeling. And then also like being a part of the team and seeing like how much like I meant to some of these newer swimmers, especially and like getting them excited for me, especially if they were nervous and new. like. It just makes me feel good, and it makes like the team just feel like better in general. Like you can just tell the morale, and we were all cheering for each other this year, which was nice because I know we had some problems with that in the past. And then it made me realize like I want to swim in college. Like this can't stop now. Which before I definitely did not want to pursue collegiate athletes. I mean athletics, but like now I do.
1: That's cool. So what really was this switch that flipped to make you want to swim for college? Yeah.
0: So I just realized like. Well, like I love this sport, especially not doing club year round anymore. Like I this was the longest break I had ever taken off swimming. So, from the end of my freshman year or end of my sophomore swim season to the beginning of my junior season, that's the longest break I've ever had. So, when I got in the pool, I was just so happy like to be at home and I was like, "Wow, when I'm like 18, when I'm a senior like that's gonna be my last season. No, I can't have that be my last season. I need to keep going.
1: Yeah, that probably would be a little emotional. Yeah. You know, realizing there's an end date. Mm-hmm. So your brother swim with you this year. Yes. Is this the first time that Noah has kind of been on the same team as you? Right, so we've always
0: been on the Tiger 12 Swim Club together, but we had never swam like in the same group. But having him swim with me for the first time like on a team is so, I don't know, it's just like very nice to have like a sense of like familiarity i mean i'm familiar with all my teammates obviously but like my brother like that's my brother like i want to cheer him on like i'm so happy to see him happy like also being friends with my friends which i think is kind of kind of (laughs) weird sometimes i'm like like we're all friends with the same people which is super nice and i feel super comfortable that he's on the team and i'm glad that he like is having a lot of fun too
1: That's super cool. Do you think you guys got a better connection as siblings through it? Yeah, I definitely think so, because I'm always looking out for him. We
0: even sit next to each other on the bus. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm always, like, making sure he has enough snacks and, like, just cheering for him. And I'm really glad he had a good time this season. And I saw, like, the boys just really take him in as, like, one of their own. It's really cute.
1: So you're kind of like the swim mom.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like, I just, like, feel like a swim mom to him. And we're always, (laughs) the other girls are always joking, like, what is Noah going to do once, like, I'm off in college? Because I do so much for him.
1: That's so sweet. I'm so happy we could sit down and talk. Yes. Sadly, we're kind of <laughs> running into a time barrier. Mm-hmm. So, um again, this is Emma Vu sitting here with the one in eighteen hundred. And we're so happy to have you and be our guinea pig for the very first episode. <laughs> You're welcome.
0: Thank you for having me.